This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine AM. And happy Monday, friends. Welcome to 180 Degrees. Yes, it is so nice to be here on this Monday evening. You know Monday is our favorite day here. You know how we do. But you know what? There's something missing. There's something missing. You heard all of our lovely names. You heard Shanna, who is no longer with us here. She's on Earth, but she's just not in our studio. (laughs) And here in our studio, we have... Inga Stoffels with 180 Degrees. Love to have you here in studio. (laughs) Oh, we're having such a fantastic time. How are you guys doing? Um... You first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're going to do now. When like, two yeah. people want to be polite at the same time. <laughs> Christians, no, am I right? I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing great. I had an awesome woman's day. I almost said Mother's Day. I had an awesome <laughs> woman's day. You know, very relaxing, very chilled. Mm. Went to my in-laws, had some, yo, there was a lot of food, but yes. it was oh, delicious. Mm. I'm doing good. I'm great. Zoe, how are you? I had fun. <laughs> I actually don't even remember what I did. My brother came home for the weekend. I don't think we necessarily celebrated anything for a woman's day, but we did remember. My parents don't really know South African history that much, so mm-hmm. I imparted on them what I knew about <laughs> the history of women's day, which I go. think we're going to get more into today. Yes, yep. so for all of you listening right now and you're like, mm, why are we talking about women's day? Women's day was yesterday, but mm-hmm. don't you worry because we actually celebrate an entire month of it. Welcome to August, Women's Month. The best month, if I do say so myself. Well, I mean, September's my birthday, but oh, know. true. Okay, the best maybe the month after best November. Month. <laughs> I don't know. June's pretty great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve months to pick from. Let us know what your favorite month is on oh eight one seventy nine one six five seven. And well, seeing as no one asked, I'm doing fine too. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was. I, 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 we oh, were, you know, I was waiting yes. for Zoe to throw it to you. Well, I was, <laughs> you know what? I thought about it, and then I literally was going to, and then I said that, and then my br- yeah. How no, was your woman's day? You know what? It was good. Bruce did a lot of DIY and I kept Isla alive. And, you know, that's just... Mm. It feels like woman's day is every day in my life. Aww, definitely. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> well, guys, you are coming in for one fabulous show. Tonight, we will be talking about Women's Day. But so, the history. Where does it come from? Why are we celebrating it? And why are we still thinking about it? What can we do to celebrate, really, Women's Month this year. So, you know, if you missed it, that's fine. You've still got how many days? What, 20 days? 20 days left? Um, so yeah. stick around. <laughs> Look at the maths going on. <laughs> Maybe 21. Is it 21? It's steam coming out of my It's 21. <laughs> Wait, oh, August. Wait. <laughs> I think it's 20. Tw- yes. 21. 20, Wait, 21. Okay, yes. in any case, we'll figure it out after the short break after this. But yes, you are in for one really good show. 
coming around about 20 past 7. You do not want to miss it. Get your friends, get your family. Let's all listen to it. We've also got our usual groovy movie, Bible quiz, happy health tip. And, you know, we'll be doing a what's down on your couch because that's how we do ye old plague times over at 180 degrees. But first off, let's get into the right mood and let us listen to Miracles by Jesus Culture. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. And welcome back to What's Down on Your Couch. It's going to be that for quite some time now. This week's What's Down on Your Couch is centered around Women's Day, actually. I wanted Woo! to, I yeah. know that Women's Day has already passed, but you know, the government is giving us today to celebrate a little bit more, and they've given us the whole month for us to celebrate it a little more, more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought I'd compile a list of things of, and ways you can celebrate Women's Month. I have seven things all together. Hey. The first one is to explore the history of Women's Month. I hear, I don't think a lot of people know what it is, or even Women's Day. Like I said, yes. Step one, listen to our program tonight. Yes. Tune in at 20 past. If you're not already tuned in now, you will learn so much about the history of Women's Month. Next is familiarize yourself with issues that women have and face, like socioeconomic mm. issues and everything that just... Is not on par. Like, we've come very far as a society, but we still have a lot. We still have quite a bit of way to go. Next is to spread awareness in any way you can about women's issues by supporting on social media or just reading up about it and telling your friends. Next is to support women's owned businesses. Mm -hmm. I love doing that one. Yes, that one is, I don't know, I just love supporting women. It's something I love doing. Next is to appreciate a woman who inspires you, whether it's your mom, your friend, your grandma, or just an older woman in your life that, you know, Makes you feel inspired. Support her this Women's Month, next Women's Month, and every month of the year. And then the last one is to support female artists and creators. This one ties into the, I believe, fifth one, where we support female businesses, support women's artists, poetry, books, authors. There are lots of, let me not even go on that tangent, just support women. (laughs) That's the last What's Down on Your Couch Mm. that we have for this week. And we're going to be doing all sorts of fun things with that. Maybe we should start sharing more of our stories of us, you know, sharing things, doing things, buying things. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) What I found, like, really interesting when I was, like, writing that last fact was we all know about the story of Frankenstein, right? Yeah. So did you know initially when they published the book? Because it was a woman who wrote it, Mary Shelley. She had it published anonymously because she went to so many different publishing houses and they all refused to publish it because they felt that, first of all, a woman somehow wouldn't be able to write something that good. Next, she was married to a man who was also an author and they thought that he'd actually ghostwritten the story. So the only publishing house that agreed to print it, agreed to print it anonymously and asked him to write an entry so it would seem like he wrote the book. It was later reprinted with her name after the book was a success. And I mean, we all know that that's just a cult classic now. Like, mm-hmm. just everybody knows about Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. It's the monster Frankenstein, not not the doctor. <laughs> the doctor Frankenstein, who's not Dr. Frankenstein's monster. There's a bit of confusion for you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> who's Indeed. Frankenstein and who isn't? Thank you so much. I think we're going to swing right on over to the groovy movie. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Bamboo. 
time to watch the movies. Well, all right. Welcome to the Groovy Movies section of the show. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time today, I'm just going to explain to you what happens in this section of the show. So we play a clip from a movie or a TV series that you most likely watched when you were a little bit younger. This week's Groovy Movie comes from a movie that has been remade. It was initially a series that was turned into a movie series that was wildly popular. Then it was remade into a movie that came out last year that was unfortunately not a box office success. I went to watch it with my friend and then I went and watched the original movies and I, I've yet to watch the original series from the 70s. But it tells the tale of three very iconic women who went against the odds and did something very great. So I think the story was very suitable for this week, especially since this is our Women's Day episode. And yeah, if you guys have any idea what groovy movie this week's groovy movie is, please do not hesitate to contact us on WhatsApp on on the number 081-729-1657. Oh, we're having fun here on Women's Day today. <laughs> Indeed we are. We're looking to hear from you guys. Remember, if you have any idea what movie this is, WhatsApp 081 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 729 AM. Visit our website now. There is so much more for you to enjoy and explore on TBN in Africa. We bring you up-to-date and uplifting Christian programming and entertainment, and we will continue to do so in our quest to bring you credible and authentic programming designed for you and your family. At TBN in Africa, you can explore a wealth of content right from your home and enjoy access to many resources to help you shape your Christian journey. Join your TBN family on DSTV channel 343 and experience authentic Christian television like never before. To find out more, go to tbninafrica.org. TBN in Africa, for you, for life. Zoe on 180 Degrees. And we just listened to, what did we listen to? Beauty by Anisha Woods. Ooh, and it was a beautiful song. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> I saw Zoe shazamming it over here. That's you know nice. what? I want this in my playlist. Yeah. I, I really want to listen to it. Unashamed. It's a part of my favorite genres I like. But before we listened to that song, we played another song for you guys, and we hope that you guys participated in our game. Now, this week's Groovy Movie, you guys already know me by now. I don't like to keep you guys in suspense. 
And I already gave so many hints before when I was talking about this. So this week's groovy movie came from the movie series, the original movie series, not the remake, Charlie's Angels. Give yourself a pat on the back if you got that correct. You know good Theater. We actually did. We got from Wendy and also someone who has not marked their WhatsApp as K. Well done. You guys have got it right. Ooh, good going, guys. So, shall we move on to the most awaited and wonderful interview this evening? Yes, I've been excited since we since last week, literally. So, this evening we'll be speaking to Anelai Furi Leroux, who works for CAPSA, which is the Christian AIDS Bureau for Southern Africa. Their primary focus is to equip faith and community leaders... Um, to respond comprehensively and holistically to the HIV pandemic. She's also involved with the Combined AIDS Task Group of the Calvin Protestant Church in South Africa, the Dutch Reformed Church, Western Cape Regional Synod, and the Uniting Reformed Church Cape Synod. She's also part of the Gender Justice Task Group of the Dutch Reformed Church. That's where I know her from. That's a fun place to be. Um, she's fac- facilitating the CAPSA Online HIV Support Group, an advocate for Thursdays in Black, which all of us in studio here are as well, a member of Interrace Reconciliation and Justice Group in Somerset West, and also just an all-round lovely person, Anneli, welcome. Anneli, sorry, hi. Hi, Lorraine, and thank you for the invitation. It's, it's lovely to join you tonight. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Women's Day? Well, um, I think the, the answer to this question depends on how far, far back we want to, to look. I mean, on, on first level, I think most people know that, um, that on this day, the 9th of August in 1956, about 20,000 women marched to the Union building where, um, where they hosted a, an extraordinary demonstration, really, of, of solidarity and discipline um, to to bring across the protest about the proposed um, changes to the to the Urban Areas Act that very much related to the past laws of of the time. So, um, so if you just want a brief answer, that is what happened on the 9th of September, uh, 9th of August. Sorry, and um, and which was such an ins- such an inspiration to see the unity uh, of the women coming together that um, South Africa has opted to celebrate this day as um, as our Women Women's Day, National National Women's Day. But um, I think that is just giving us a peek at at this specifically the the ninth of August. But um, um, that. Could, could I jump in there quickly because um, yeah. not all our listeners might actually know what the past laws were. So what that was is you had to have a specific piece of paper that allowed you to move freely within your own country. Now, as we all know, that's pretty unconstitutional. <laughs> that doesn't really work. That's that's just a horrible, um, a horrible way to, I think, impose racist systemic racism onto people so that is one of the i think the biggest reason why twenty thousand women got together and i think they handed in something like fourteen thousand signatures wow yeah yeah that's a lot and this now keeping in mind this is before social media this is before like any sort of thing where you can quickly let your friends know hey we're going out to a protest this is like 1956 yes my parents weren't born yet (laughs) neither were mine yeah so sorry yes yes please continue 
Yes, well, I, when I was thinking about the, the past laws, I couldn't help but think of the travel permits that we've experienced now during the COVID um, pandemic. Um, so I thought just as an analogy for, for the listeners is to think of, you know, if you think of the first five weeks of lockdown, uh, our movements were very much restricted and you were allowed to leave the home only to, to go to the chemist or the gas station or the supermarket. And you can all you you can all I think relate to how it felt to have have so little um um freedom in terms of your own movement and your own decisions. I mean even today we are still not allowed to, to travel across provinces and um, it's not it's not changed. But I think that's giving us just a little little taste of what it was about. But it's also important to 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 also then well, to just take it a little further back than only the past laws, because when you you delve into the history, then you would you find that the um that the very first past laws that was introduced in in South Africa was in seventy sixty. And that and it was with a purpose to control the movement of slaves. Mm-hmm. And um, and then 30 years later, no, 50 years later, um, under the British rule, um, again the the thought law was then extended to also um, um, require of the indigenous people passes when they are moving around. Now we're talking about the indigenous people who were free who are now required to carry policies when they move around in, in the country. Um, and since then, this, these laws have actually been a way of um, not only segregating, but it was a way of forcing people into cheap labor, which is also at the heart of the labor migration system that we have today. Oh, and, please um, tell us more about that. Um, so, so it comes from a, it's fundamentally a slave measure, um, and it's very much um, rooted in the economic system of, of South South Africa, and um, and it was usually applicable on men because men were lured into into the um, employment, but in 1950 there, um, there was a men um, men Oh, that sounds a weird. But changes proposed in this law to to even also include women under these laws, and and part of the twenty thousand women mobilising was about saying no, you're not going to include us in these laws. Also, that's incredible to think about and how yes, like I mean, it just seems like such an entirely different world—the sheer audacity mm-hmm. of some person coming into the country and like, okay, so you are only allowed to move during these times into these places, and if you're caught without your papers, you mm. will be jailed mm. indefinitely. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's so true. It is kind of like the permit what we had with when you can't pass through without yeah, the you permit. Yeah, like had right to be signed by a judge and stuff. Yes, yes. Mm. So the second question we'd like to ask is, we know this day is extraordinarily meaningful as it is still marked as one of the largest marches in South African history. And we really have come a long way, but there is still a lot to do in terms of liberating women, you know, liberating women equality in the workplace, gender-based violence, you know. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think um, it was already touched on 
the fact that this the the significance of this this march um if we consider the fact that it was in 1956 mm. and to think what was possible what what the women were able to accomplish with without as you see the the internet social me- media um etc et and i think for me the most important thing to take from from this um is the fact that it was possible mm. yes i think today often you know we, we we consider we look at the challenge in front of us and it just might feel too big um and but somehow these women um, demonstrated to us that it was possible mm-hmm. with, to 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 accomplish something if there is a shared vision yeah. and if there is the um, ability to to reach out and to work to work together mm-hmm. i think also significant and i'm sorry if i dwell too much in the 1956 scenario but we must also remember that was the time where society was highly segregated with no encouragement for interaction between the race, between races as a matter of fact the system was designed to create distrust and antagonism between all the different races and here we found a group of women of different races who were able to to look beyond that and to find a common goal and and if we take it to to today um i think that is our challenge is to be able to to um to look beyond our own um what is that our own frame of mind and to see the bigger picture of of women of women in general of women universally and and be able to um uh to unite together because i think I think what worries me often is that you you hear protesting voices and, and you hear women's voices but the, the the things that we're concerned about are excuse me for saying it but sometimes um quite superficial and um and um and very much focus on my children and my school and our rights mm-hmm. um where we lose sight of the bigger picture um so yeah i think i think we we need the encouragement to see to say to each other if um if 70 years ago um 20,000 women with um so much less mobilizing power behind them were able to to come together I I I so I'm so grateful that you're mentioning this because oh, I I've been reading up about this stuff right because obviously this is important and we all need to be informed on this what's happening currently especially in South African society is women are encouraged to be kind to be nice to be polite to be to be place to to be yeah, to placate themselves to be just rustig says brought it with a soft stemmy don't don't raise your tone okay if no one knows what tone policing means like let's let's get on one of those 180 degrees tangents that we love so much tone policing where you are hearing something difficult and something you don't really want to hear and then the person saying it might be raising their voice or might be sounding passionate you know even you know a bit more passionate than I'm sounding right now and you tell them i can't hear what you're saying i can't listen to your message 
unless you say it in a nice way, unless you package your message mm. in a way that I can understand it and is nice for me to hear and doesn't quite confront me as much, yeah. I can't hear it. And this is something that those 20,000 women had to face as well. And they overcame it. They overcame the idea of being told, what is shame? You don't know what means. Shame. Hello. Like, you know, teach this stuff at home, you know, be quiet about it. You'll maybe, you know, talk to your husband about it. Like, you've got to do that stuff, but at some point, yet it's got to leave your home and it's got to get out onto the streets. There is a movement at the moment on social media, specifically Instagram, called hashtag don't shush me. Mm. Don't, don't tell me to not be as loud, to not be as passionate, to not get angry, to not get upset about stuff because you know what? Sometimes we have to. Yes, so true. Everything you're saying, like, has been said. I don't know if you're, you know, of Chiamanda. She's a Nigerian writer and a very prolific feminist. And she, the, she gave a speech at one point, and they, I'm so, sorry to go off on a pop culture tangent, but Beyonce sampled a bit of that speech and put it in one of her songs. And in this, and in the speech, she talks about how, especially in like non-Western societies, women are still kind of boxed in and are encouraged to be quiet they're encouraged to fight other women for the attention of a man they're yes. encouraged mm. to not mm. necessarily go out after their um dreams or you know be don't be ambitious yes and it's like mm. if you don't want to work, be in the workplace that's fine that's what feminism is to me is the woman having the choice to choose whatever she wants to do so if you choose to be a housewife you should be able to do that if you choose yes. to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever you should be able to make that choice and you should get respect for that and no one should make you feel bad because you choose a slightly unconventional choice that really yes. boils my blood but this isn't yeah. just because this is such an interesting thing to me so the passes were for men and for women right but this there's yes. a, a lot of women getting together and saying, listen, enough is enough. The, the guys are just over there shouting at each other and like, mm -hmm. I don't know, just making noise. <laughs> we're over here. We're going to use that noise productively. No. Like yeah. we're going to stand together and we're going to do the thing. If if I could just be so bold as to read a little um, snippet, just um, Annalee, sorry if you would humor us just for a little bit more. Um, in 1956, approximately 20,000 women of all races marched to the union buildings in protest against the law that required black women to carry a pass, a passbook of a dompas. The passbook was rightly seen as a violation of civil rights because its purpose was to restrict travel within the South African borders of people classified as black during the apartheid regime. The march was organized by the Federation of South African Women, FSO or FEDSO, and led by Lillian Ngoyi, Helen Joseph, mm. Rahima Musa, and Sophia Williams. Four women, four different races, standing together. Fetso actively challenged the idea that women belonged in the kitchen and countered that women belong everywhere. What I'm getting goosebumps reading that stuff, but what more can we say about that? Um, Zoe, you have a question. Yes, I do. Now, they chanted a song called When You Touch a Woman, You Strike a Rock for 30 minutes. Watint abafazi watint imbokodo. Yes, I do. So I would like to ask, in which ways do you see women as the rock of society in South Africa today? Well, um... Tuffy. <laughs> I, I find that a very challenging question because, um, uh, I think... You know, I think if we just think nuclear, nuclear families, mm -hmm. then we all have, 
you know, I suppose we all have experiences of women being the rock, a mother, mm-hmm. uh, um, a woman figure, keeping the family together. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, regardless of the circumstances, are able to keep that family together. And even today, um, when um, uh, we work on also one of our projects are with um, women, well, people working on farms and whose circumstances are so completely different from mine. But still, when it comes to their children and making plans about their children and their future, we are on exactly the same um, page in terms of um, I'm almost just brooding him and you won't you won't get around me if you want to keep to my to my children. So there's this natural instinct of of fighting for your family and um, fighting for for your own, which um, uh, which I which we I think which I hope most of us have have experienced. Um, but I think where my conflict comes is um, where where um, when we move beyond our own family, um, to what extent am I also willing to be a rock for other women, for other societies, for um, uh, not just my own? Because I think to to be protective and and caring for your own is natural. It, it comes natural. That's where we get our rock foundation. But um, I mean, I've always been, conf- or lately been confronted with the fact that, yes, I'm a mother, and yes, I have a responsibility to my children and my godchildren and the children around us, but I also deeply know that God has not created me only for the purpose of my children. I do not exist only for my own. Mm. And um, so when we think of, striking the women um, and um, strike a rock, I want to say, if you strike a woman, you could strike a rock. Mm-hmm. You should strike a rock. But um, maybe I would more like to move towards the metaphor of a mountain and saying we're not hitting rocks, we are hitting a mountain. But that's only possible if we move a bit beyond my own suburb, my own school, my own... Um, uh, my own area, mm-hmm. um, and I think that is what um, the, the women marching to the union building re- re- resembled. It was not really only hitting a rock; it was a mountain um, that was found in the solidarity of of so many women from not only different races, also important from different classes, mm-hmm. who, who showed showed up. I mean, I've read that some of the women were carrying not only their own, having their own children or carrying their own babies on their backs, but even the children of the employees for employers for whom they've been working. I 100% agree with you. I I I find myself thinking about um, if anyone follows American news, it's difficult not to. Um, with George Floyd's murder, a few months afterwards, uh, there was a mothers' march, and a lot of the um, the the plakate with the they said when George Floyd called for his mother, he called all mothers, mm. all uh. mothers answered, and I I deeply feel that I deeply feel that even if you're not someone who wants children or who has children, that we 
are protectors of yeah. those around us, not yes. just of mm. our own. Ons moet so bieke verder kan praat ter wees ons naaste. Who are our nearest mm. and dearest? Mm. Um, goodness gracious. I don't know if you guys have any more thoughts or questions you'd like to to ask Annelie. I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm good. I really enjoyed this. No, I really enjoyed yeah. the interview. I loved everything you said and how you highlighted that it was, you know, women who were not just, it wasn't just one type of woman. It was different races, different ethnic groups, different classes, and they all came together and they made a point and they were mountainous. Mm-hmm. I love that. Anale, if I could maybe ask you, in light of all of this, obviously it's fantastic to be able to celebrate women and to um, give presence and to have you know a good good time together that's necessary but how can we take it further to not just those within our own home but to our communities how can we really celebrate women's month the way it's supposed to be well i i think um for me that's the exact point is that for me women's day is not a it's it's not about gifts and spoiling women mm-hmm. um uh you know i can't help but think of the analogy of the the guy who um bangs up his wife, hit her, um, all bruised up and then the next day he comes with a bunch of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um so now it's the ninth of August, let's buy flowers to the women, let's give give them a high tea or I mean I'm not saying all gifts have bad intentions or but I'm I'm just saying I'm mindful of that because Women's Day for me is not Mother's Day. It's not about appreciating women. Mm-hmm. We do that on other times. And I mean, you can do that anytime. But, but on Women's Day, uh, Women's Day and then Women's Month is more for me about affirming women. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just doing the, the on the surface things of, oh, women, you are important to us. Um, we show women that that they are important to us if we pay attention to them, mm. um, and and I mean that goes to women also. So um, I show that I affirm and value women by listening to the women in my life or the women that I come in contact with. If I um, take them seriously into, when I hear what they what they speak about. And then, again, people could say, but aren't you supposed to do that always? Of course we're supposed to do that always, in the same manner as black lives should always matter, should always matter too. But, um, but because it doesn't, we need an extra effort. So because, because the norm is that we still live in a patriarchal world, which we, which often we as women also help to uphold, therefore we need this time. We want to say, um, let us remind each other about not only the, the caring, nurturing uh, beauty of women, of course we've got that too, but affirm us as human beings equal to men um, and and maybe one one challenge for us would be just in your own home um, to concentrate on what you expect from your girl child versus what you expect from your boy child how do you speak to your daughter and what is different in when you speak to a boy or a, um, and in that way we begin to just challenge ourselves in in what in 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 how we raise a new generation mm. um where we do not differentiate so much uh between men and women boys and girls mm. 
Anelay, thank you so, so much for that. I think that is a challenge that we all can take up. If you've got kids, you, man, you got, you know, guys, you've got brothers, you've got uncles, you've got friends. Let's try and implement this and not just over the month of August, exactly as you say, let's do this every single day. Let's not make this a special occasion. This is every single day. Thank you so much for coming in and we look forward to speaking to you again sometime in the future. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, that was quite an interview. Sure. And she was just so well-knowledge in Verston. No, right? insane. Like, yeah. oh, this is so, so good. And I mean, it's so important for us to be having these conversations. And we really, truly hope, as you're sitting in the studio, that you guys will continue these conversations. And mm. you know what? Mm. If we need to start a big old march, you know, let's start a big old march. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <You> know <laughs> let's, yeah. Something that she mentioned was something that's been sitting with me for this whole, I think, last week in last week. So when she said it goes beyond our own family, our own communities, like, you know, it goes beyond just saying, I'm only going to fight for me and my kids, yeah. for me and my family. Like, and there is actually a scripture in Proverbs 31 verse 8 that I want to read that says, because it's our duty, it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, mm. ensure justice for those being crushed. Sure. So when she, because this scripture has like just been with me, the whole of last week and hearing her say that it took me back to this saying that it's our duty as women to speak up for those who cannot or for those who feel mm. you know oppressed or feel like they can't really speak it's going to be dangerous for them mm. that's where we need to you know kind of not step in and save them but make them feel comfortable let them know there are sisters because i think the one thing about Women's Day, a lot of people say it's empowerment, it's, you know, it's this, it's that. For me, I was I was thinking it's a unity because it's mm. something where you just forget your race, you forget everything, and you just come and you celebrate each other. Mm. You come, you support each other. You come, it's that one day where we just need to support Maka. <laughs> you just need to get together and, you know, be each other's support and unity. There we go. I think we need to take just a quick break, a little bit of a breather. Please do enjoy Oceans of Your Heart by Anya and Henrico. Mystery Bible Quiz. So we've come to that part of the evening, the mystery Bible quiz. We are going to do it a little differently tonight. We don't have a question to pose to you guys, but we would like to know and please get involved. Send it to our WhatsApp line. Who in the Bible is your favorite? Okay. Who's your favorite woman biblical character and why? I'm going to start off in studio. Lou? Ooh, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. So my favorite. Oh, wait. Should we say beforehand? Otherwise, people might steal our ideas. And that's oh, true. yes, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Ah, okay. that's true. All right. Mm. So, ha. send us your favorite biblical women to mm. 87 That is 87 Now, we're not going to listen to another song. We're going to listen to a few jingles, and then we're going to get into the happy health tip, and then we're going to talk about it, and we're going to hear some stuff. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. 
It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. I stand by it. Mm. I say it every week. It's true every week. Mm-hmm. So this week we'll be talking about doom scrolling and how to stop. Now, first of all, let's talk about what is doom scrolling. Incessantly scrolling through bottomless doom and gloom news feeds for hours on end. Basically, if the news is bad or depressing, you can doom scroll it. So you're just sitting on your phone, doom scrolling. In a pandemic that forces us to stay home, binging on doom and gloom news feels irresistible and our screen time has jumped at least 50% crazy the amount of time spent doom scrolling is directly proportional to how much worse you're going to feel after you're done so the overall impact of doom scrolling has on people can vary but typically it can make you feel extra anxious depressed and isolated nobody wants any of that so what have you guys been doing any doom scrolling lately i haven't had wi-fi for a week Ah. but before then yes Yes. (laughs) especially with Everything bad just suddenly happening for no reason. Hashtag the old plague. Mm. <laughs> 2020. Inga, how about you? Not at all, actually. Oh, you like, feel happy? I, I feel very happy. I I can honestly say, like, sometimes my husband would come with these facts and stuff and stats and stuff. And then I told him, I'm not reading it, so you don't have to it's fine. re-read it to me. I'm fine. good. I'm <laughs> good. Staying informed is important, but being overwhelmed by tragedy does nothing. It's not productive. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. So here are a few tips on how you can stop doom scrolling. Create healthy boundaries. You can create physical separation from your devices. For example, leave your phone at home when you go for a walk or a run or out on the town. Or if you're spending time with a friend. I mean, you're spending time with a friend mm-hmm. with your mask on at a socially distant space. You don't need your <laughs> telephone. You guys can hear each other. Go on a news diet. Set limits to how much you're scrolling. Set a timer for like maybe 30 minutes, three times a day and see if you feel better. So only for those times, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't scroll. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also stop push notifications from news sources and read the news at your own pace. Break the cycle with positivity. Bookmark websites or social media accounts that make you feel good. And when you notice yourself going down the doom scrolling path, open up the positive pages or accounts. Mm. Connect with other people. Changing behavior can be tough to do on your own. So you could even tell your friends that you want to stop doom scrolling and they can hold you accountable. And they're probably doom scrolling too. So, you know, do it as a, as a family. Time to sleep. Spending too much time scrolling through bad news late at night affects your mood and sleep. Oh, this is me. 60 minutes before bed. Wow. Turn off your device and charge it away from your bed. I've been meaning to do this for literally three weeks. And every time mm. I'm just like, mm. But Instagram helps me sleep. It doesn't. Mm. Instagram does not help me sleep. Lies, I tell myself. Use that time to read a book, meditate, or, you know, just lie there. Even though it's hard to unglue your eyes from bad news on social media, try to put healthy tech habits in place. Things are stressful enough without thinking about it all day. Now, this happy health tip was brought to you by the Happy Broadcast on Instagram, a happy social media page that I follow because they give me some happy news to break in between all of my doom scrolling. So that is what we have got today. Shall we jump in? Ooh, 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 we do have, a, we do have someone telling us ooh. who their favorite Bible character is. Now let's see. <gasps> Mary Magdalene. Good one. Oh, mm, that's, that's a good one. one. Yeah. Not to be confused with Mary, mother of God. Mm. This is different. Mary, Jesus' friend. He's bestie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Inga, you want to take over for us? Okay. So, if I'm saying mine, I would have to go with Deborah because Zoe stole my <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would have to go with Deborah because for me, Deborah is just, she, for me, 
Deborah was a female leader in a male world. Mm. So for me, she led um, nations of Israel during a time when women did not normally have leadership roles. So I would say Deborah for just standing out there, man, there and doing go. a thing. So now mine, which was Inga's, <laughs> mine is Esther. I love Esther because of just the pivotal role she played. As we all know, mm. she was married to, I believe, King Xerxes. It was him, right? You know what? It's not Men's I think, Day. I think it's Xerxes. I'm pretty sure him. it was him, yes. And Lots of X's in his name. This, oh, I, I couldn't read it the <laughs> first time I saw it. But she was married to him, and then he had an, an advisor that had very evil plans concerning the Jews. I think he wanted to wipe them out across their empire, which was very large. And she is if not maybe the big, biggest reason why that did not happen. She literally mm. saved the nation. She did that. Mm. That that's amazing. why she's my favorite. And yours, Lou? Mine is a duo mm. because, you know, ladies never walk alone. Ha. So Sifra and Pua in Exodus, they were two midwives, Egyptian midwives, who were going around and helping people have their babies. That's what a midwife does. And in their time, ye old Pharaoh was like, hey, one of these, you know, Jewish Israeli guys, they're going to, you know, dethrone me. I don't feel positive about that. Please make sure that these women don't have their babies, that the babies die during childbirth. Now, that's a horrible thing. And these midwives, you know, you're there to help people bring life, not bring mm-hmm. death. So they're like, right, okay, no. And they just continued people helping people to have their babies. And whenever the pharaoh was like, hey, listen, these babies aren't dying. What are you guys doing? They're like, oh, well, you know, these Israel women, they're... <laughs> They're so strong. They're just so great. They have their babies before we can even get there. Mm. Mm. You know, what are we going to do then? And basically, it's said that they've saved hundreds, if not thousands, of little babies' lives. And also, there's a little story that goes that they were actually the people who helped to deliver Moses. Mm. Crazy story. I'd like story. to believe that. I like you don't to have biblical evidence, like you said. <laughs> but I like to tell myself that. Yeah, people don't like writing about women in the Bible. But that's a whole different story. Maybe for another time. Mm-hmm. As for now, we have run out of time. Can you believe it? Another fantastic week. Another fantastic conversation. We look forward mm-hmm. to speaking to you guys again in a ye old future. For now, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.